One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Cadian at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nadine and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nadine, of course. And with me today is not one, but two co-hosts. If you watched my quick reaction review to the movie that we're going to be reviewing today, you know that I went with one of my best friends, Maddie, to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So Maddie is here and Katie is also here. So I'm just going to ask both of you, how are you guys doing? Nathan, things are going well. I'm just trying to get the chia seeds out of my teeth. Anyone who eats chia seeds understands that'll be probably the rest of the episode. I'll be I'll be working on that. But anyways. Well, that's um, healthier than me. I'm trying to get M&M peanuts out of my teeth. So, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're one up on me. We're reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. This is just the newest rendition of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Katie and I joked last time that we had just finished doing two you know, brand new original movies, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and we're back to the reboots, remakes, and all that fun stuff. So this is yet another reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had movies in the early 90s. They also had one in 2007, which was another animated film. And they also had two Michael Bay produced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies in 2014 and 2017. I actually watched all of the theatrical versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to prepare myself to talk about this one. And yes, I did rank them. So if you saw on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you'll see that I actually put this one as the best rendition of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack about that. A lot of people came at me and wanted to fight me. I haven't seen all of them, but the parts I remember from childhood, it was so good. But man, this movie, I really liked this movie. I might put it pretty much towards the top. I think people think of the original ones and say they're the best, just strictly based on nostalgia purposes. Because I watched the first original one and I fell asleep. I thought it was boring. Let's just get right into our likes and dislikes for this brand new one. But before we do that, I got to go over this synopsis. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem follows the Turtle Brothers as they work together to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants. This movie stars Micah Abbey, Shaman Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, Brady Noon. I'm saying all these names completely wrong, probably. Ayu Adabiri, Jackie Chan, Ice Cube, Post Malone. Who's not in this movie is what I'm asking, but it, it it does. It has a lot of people in this movie. And so going right into our likes and dislikes, this actually wasn't on my original list, but I did like how they did not just go straight for Shredder as the villain. I think a lot mm. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies in the past, except the 2007 animated one, they didn't really lean on Shredder that much. They always go for Shredder as the villain. This one had a plethora of villains who then turned into good guys, most of them. I did like that there was not Shredder because, hello, that's the best way to get people coming back for your second movie. 
um, there's an end credit scene, spoiler, where at the end they kind of allude to like, we need to bring Shredder in. So I think that was a very wise choice. Like you're saying, you got to leave a little bit something for the next one. Yeah, I I agree. Also very much like this movie. I like Nady over here. I did. I don't, I'm not a comics person at all. So all the diehard fans who are like, no, it's, you got to be true to like that. I'm I'm that way about Marvel movies, about DC. I don't know anything about the comics. I just watch them for the movie. I thought it was a really well put together, entertaining movie. It was a little more violent than I thought it was going to be. I mean, Ninja is in the title, so you should expect some violence. It's fine. No wonder my parents didn't want me watching any of this as a kid. So this is like my adult rebellion of like, I'm watching all of TNNT. Yay, my teenage years. So I was just like surprised at how violent it was, but the animation style really took the edge off of that. Like it really didn't feel very violent. And I think in another way that it kind of mellowed out the violence, even though, like you said, it was there, is the fact that this is the first time that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were played by actual teenagers. And I think that brought a lot of the fun because I, I have taught, and I believe Katie has taught, middle school students as well. That was probably one of my favorite parts because every time they would say something or do something that was totally teenager-esque, I was like, yep, yep, that's exactly what they do. Like when they Nathan. randomly start twerking and yes. immature or, or things are the funniest things ever and they're not. I thought it was like total hilarious. fools, like goober, just a bunch of middle school or like you said, high school boys just stand around in a circle being goofs or even the like more boring, real aspect of being a teenager today. Like they're laying down at night and they all have their phones on their chest. Cause they're all just like playing on their phone until they go to bed. Uh, I think if I actually animation was amazing, love the music, love the voice characters. This is something that hopefully we'll talk about. I have to say, I think my number one positive was that it was teenagers playing teenagers and the way they wrote the script they just nailed it. I, I think that's probably why the humor was probably, it just landed for me so well. Everything yeah. that they wanted to be funny was funny to me. My husband is like the old soul. He's like an 80 year old. Probably wouldn't have laughed. But again, I think I think like a, a high school student sometimes. Nathan and I got to see what, like the fan uh, event that so it was before its release date and so what it meant is there was no trailers before the movie which is awesome and instead it was like behind the scenes uh footage and and seth rogan was saying in an interview how it's like about casting teenagers it's like we would just let them go and just they were in the booth they were all talking at the same time and you know like all this teenage jargon that they didn't understand they're like oh that's really funny okay no no leave it and they would just let them riff and improvise and and a lot of that made it to the final film. And I thought that was a really cool little nugget to have going into the movie. Because you can totally see that happening if you're watching for it. It was really, really fun. Going on to the voice acting, all the voice actors in this film did a really, really good job with their characters. One person in particular that I absolutely loved, and I was very surprised how much I loved this person. But I mean, I already liked this actor anyway. Is freaking Jackie Chan as Splinter. Oh my gosh. He, he cracked me up so much. Cause usually when you when you've seen Splinter in the past, you know, they hint that he has some humor behind him. Like he'll have like one liners and stuff like that. But he's usually portrayed as the old father figure to the Ninja Turtles. And so he doesn't really do much. And sometimes he'll fight a little bit. 
But because number one, it's animation, Splinter was able to do more. But also, Jackie Chan just nailed it. Like we're talking about, like the teenagers did a really good job. Jackie Chan was born to voice Splinter. He really was. He is so funny. Favorite shtick he does is the he keeps being worried they're gonna milk the turtles. Yeah, and they're like, we don't have nipples, but within. Of course, the movie, it was such clever script writing or like plot. They wind up getting milked. And I think going to Jackie Chan, is that he's, he is so funny, but at the same time, he brings such poignancy and depth that there is like actual true character growth in the form of Splinter. And he can be so one dimensional in terms of like, oh, I'm the, I'm the strict, like you should follow the rules kind of guy. And but by making him so funny and relatable, like you feel for the guy, especially when he does this whole montage of how he became how he is. And just like the part of that's the writing, but, but Jackie Chan is like, I, you know, he's funny from any movie you watch. Like he's got such a great sense of humor, but embodying this like ridiculous character was so, he was just so in his element. Yeah, really, really funny. There wasn't a single character in this that was meant to be taken seriously. Um, April, who was hilarious, she also just like profusely vomits all over screen. It was ridiculous. Your bad guy, Ice Cube. I don't know how I was afraid of a fly, a super fly. I love how Ice Cube's like personality was just basically the character. Like I'm assuming they wrote that totally for Ice Cube. Yeah, he did a really good job at making a character named Superfly come off as very intimidating. One of my final likes, I think we mentioned this before, was the soundtrack. Again, if you watched the quick reaction review with Maddie and myself, we did mention one of the funniest parts is near the end when they're in this big chase scene and there's this, Matt, what what, what was the name of the song again? So the band is Four Non Blondes and... Uh, it's, it's what's going on is like the parentheses title. I can't remember what the real title is, but uh, it's the what's going on. And they remix the song into a car chase and it is hysterical. I was not expecting that. And I was absolutely delighted. I echo that. What a random and creative, (laughs) fantastic song use there. Other likes that you had, Matthew, that we haven't mentioned? Sorry, I just looked it up. It's the song is actually called "What's Up" in parentheses. What's going on? It's like so. I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed. You all know what song I'm talking about. I don't need to keep singing. But yes. Yeah, so, uh, in terms of likes, kind of going back to what you said about Ice Cube, is that it also brought to me at least kind of high school bully vibes. And he even says the line literally, like, oh, "God, I thought you guys were cool, but you know." And like, how many times have you heard that as a like a bully being like, "Oh, you're not gonna like." put shaving cream into that guy's backpack. Oh man, I thought you were cool. And I thought that was so relevant to teenage empathy and what these, these guys are, they just, they just want to go to high school, you know, and how many teenagers, actual human teenagers really just don't want to go to high school. And that's all these guys want is to be normal and be accepted. And so that was one of my likes is that they made the villain, this ultimate bully and, like emotionally manipulative and you can see why these other mutants the quote-unquote other bad guys want to join him and he's very charismatic and really likable and funny 
when you're on his side, everything's great. If you're not on his side, oh boy, that's not good. And I thought that was really well thought out uh, in terms of what this audience is for. And Katie, you mentioned earlier about like, hey, I don't know really what age group this is. I think it really is for teenagers. And I love that in all the promotional things, it was like produced by permanent teenager Seth Rogen. Like, yeah, like it's, it's for guys like me. And so I thought that it was really well crafted to that mindset of like, what is really important to you when you're in your teenage years? It's it's community and it's finding your people and it's uh, like finding acceptance. And, and that goes for April too. And I think she was really, really well crafted. I was a little leery at first when they were all really young and in high school and she was a student as well. I was like, oh man, she's supposed to be a journalist. And she's like, yeah, I'm working for my school newspaper. I'm like, Nailed it. Okay, you fixed the, the only quabble I had. Quibble, quabble, quiggly quaggle. Um, that the only quibble I had was that oh, she's got to be a journal. Oh, she's working for a school newspaper. Perfect. She was so well rounded. She was so funny, very compelling. You can see why Leonardo would do anything to be with her. You know, like I get it. She was very compelling, and like finding what each character wanted the most is a great. It was just a great lesson in screenwriting of like how to create compelling characters with um, an amazing super objective and a great lesson in acting of like, how do you find, if I'm playing this character, what do I want most in this world? How do I go about finding it? What are my obstacles? And what, um, what are the tactics I use to overcome those obstacles? And it, it was just, it was basic. There's nothing complicated about it, but sometimes simple is good. I thought they did that really, really well. It was just a really well-rounded voice cast for this movie. I, I think they did a really good job picking not only the teenagers, but also the adults who played all these characters. So let's get right to our dislikes. I only had one dislike for this movie. And it was the fact that the ending of this movie, to me, just kept on going. Like They prolonged the ending. I was like, oh my gosh. I get so it. Nathan, They're going to obviously I defeat did. the bad guy. Let's do it already. I saw some people saying that this almost worked a little more as a TV show. And I wonder, yeah, if there's some of these scenes where they're like, all right, they were already in a perfect length. I love the hour and a half. So yeah, the fact that you're saying some parts sort of dragged on at the end, you're like, maybe it really was a TV show, but they were trying to make it a movie. So they had to kick some stuff in there. They've already announced that they're going to do two seasons of this. They're, they announced the sequel and they are going to make it into a TV show too. So I mean, obviously they have plans to make it more series-esque as well. But yeah, I think it, the majority of the movie is great. And then that ending just... In regards to the ending, I think it got to the point of like, well, we can't make the defeat too easy. And I get that. Because like the first part of the climax is like, oh, we found the solution. This is how we defeat him. And then you just go do it, movie over. Okay, you can't, you have to have another obstacle. Fine. But then there was another one and another. Like, I totally hear you. It's like, oh my gosh, seriously? Just like... We get it. There are more graceful ways to have the climax and then the denouement. There are way better ways to do that. And so, but again, minor grievance. Do so. you have any negatives then? Or things you wished were different or better? I would have actually liked to see more of, like more character development of the minor mutants. We didn't get a lot, like we got hints at their personalities. They had like one character trait. And then, and that was it. They were going to flesh out the movie more and make it an hour and a half with not a third of that being the climax. I would really like to see more of the minor people in Superfly's crew, 
like they all play an important role, but it's kind of like, here's my shtick at the beginning, and now I've changed, and this is my shtick at the end. Rather, like there's no there's no curve. It's like a point A to point B, and you just got there. It would have been really fun to see, and maybe that's what they're going to do in the TV series, like the backstory on Bebop or whatever. Their story arc is is really interesting to me. I love minor characters and how they contribute to a story, and I would have liked to see more of like that ensemble shine. My dislike is the same as yours, but different characters. I don't want to know more about the villains that may have a one-off. I want to know more about the turtles that this movie's about, and I didn't feel like I got that. Like, no, I don't think I could sit here and write out, only because I have seen Ninja Turtles could I differentiate between Leonardo, Raphael, um, what are the other ones? I mean, but truly, like, you didn't really get to have that thing where they're like, I know what they're trying. I have a general sense, like trying to make the purple one the techie, trying to make the orange one the silly one. But I wanted a little more development for each of them. And then I really wanted to see that again at the end. I wanted maybe corny, but it's the same way in a Marvel movie. I want each of their little skills to be utilized. We only saw that. I think from two. I mean, you're red and you're blue, Leonardo and Raphael. You know, you got to see them utilize the skill they have of leadership, utilize the skill he has of like being a macho. I think that's very valid. And I think the TV series that I've watched, um, like the old school animated one and then the new newer Nickelodeon one, they do a way better job of stronger character traits. But they honestly, you're, you're right. Now that you say that, I'm kind of remembering that they honestly all feel like generic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle go. And like they really didn't have their, other than Leonardo and them just saying, oh, you're the leader, you think you're a coach, da-da-da-da-da. Other than people telling them what they are, they didn't really show it. They, they did a lot more well, telling than showing. There wasn't, maybe, I missed Calabunga. I, you, to, you guys told me that was in there and I didn't hear it. But maybe I missed them saying their names a lot, but I, I don't really feel like they utilize names much with the, among them either. Which again, you're like, I know their names because I watched it. For someone onboarding, I think we needed a little more of that. I mean, to to play devil's advocate though, it feels like they probably felt like they didn't need to because like what you just said, these these the, the Ninja Turtles have been around for a really, really long time. It kind of is like Spider-Man. They've had how many Spider-Man movies? They've had how many Spider-Man cartoons? Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone knows who Peter Parker is. It's like how they say this: the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies were never going to rehash the origin story because we've seen it a million times. There's no reason okay, to rehash okay. the origin story of the Ninja Turtles. I'm not saying that's, that's what you were talking about, but I, you kind of were like giving somewhat of a backstory and background, more character fleshed out. I think they probably felt like the... Everyone should know who the Ninja Turtles are. And even if you don't, you can literally Google it if you want to, if you're, you know, that interested. And they kind of right. changed a little bit, like Ralph, Raph, whatever they want to call him. He, 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 Ralph, Raphael. But he, he, he didn't really seem as much as the leader as they try to make him in the older ones. And he didn't really come off as like the, the macho muscle one either. They kind of shared all their personalities. They kind of worked as a team more i think in this one than what i've seen in the other ones like each one did have their individual personality as with this one they kind of forced themselves to work as a team which i kind of enjoyed and so they didn't really need to have 
individual personalities. They just that's true, and they did at least all get their weapon. That was one thing that was really important to me. Was like I wanted each one of them to utilize the weapon that I remembered them being their specialty. Like they 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 made a lot of jokes about the stick. Yes, I did. That's what I was going to say. I really appreciate Donatello not being thrilled with his weapon of assignment. But I, I, I think I would agree with Katie on this one, Nathan. That that it, it is the the responsibility of the storytellers. Like if I if like I wanted to bring my kid or my nephew who's ten, let's say, and he's never seen any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is his first experience. He's going to get oh, they're kind of all the same. Why do I care? Um, and yeah, I understand what you're saying, Nathan, about, oh, cool, they're working as a team, so it doesn't matter as much. I think the individual personalities within a team is what makes a team so compelling. And I think it's the storyteller's job to show us how they are all different within their group. It could also be the fact that this is supposed to be a new type of Ninja Turtles for a new audience, a new generation. So they don't feel the need to explain what was in the past, even though you could kind of say, then why are they bringing Shredder in? It doesn't matter, okay? Shredder looked yeah. cool. You don't need to know who Shredder is to know, oh my gosh, that character looks awesome. So even though I watched all the theatrical movies and ranked them based on each other, I'm not saying you should go out and do that as well because they're not the same. They're different reiterations, even though they use the same characters. So all that to say, what would we rate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Maddie, I'll let you go first since you're the special guest. Aw, shucks. What gracious hosts. I'm going to give this a five. It wasn't perfect. I wouldn't give it a six out of six, but it was a great time in the movies. It was, I thought, true enough to the originals, like they're, like the story, the, the original material. That's what I'm looking for. It was funny. It was heartwarming. And it was just a really good time. It wasn't the perfect movie, so I'm going to give it five. Because I went and saw this with Ben, just for fun, I asked him what his rating was. Mind you, he's not even three. He doesn't really know his numbers. He knows that he's two years old. Um, And he can say all the numbers. I don't think he's aware of the the order of... (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) I asked Ben, and Ben said he ranked this movie a five. So, (laughs) whatever that means to him. More importantly, though, I've taken him to a few movies on our journey. Uh, of going through movies and this is the first movie he did not fall asleep in and the first movie that he actually wanted to talk about when we got home he was excited about it he really wanted one of the extremely expensive masks that i lied to him and told him they were didn't have any more of because they were 30 dollars but he even asked me again just yesterday was like are we gonna can we make some ninja turtle masks and so that to me, and it's not even geared for his age group. So that says a lot. I'm going to give this a five and a half for that very reason that the specific genre and the audience this was hitting, which was, I think, nostalgia mixed with current day teenagers, nailed it. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would also give it a 5.5 just because of the prolonged ending. That's the only reason I give it a 5.5. So that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It was a fun time, and our next homework assignment is a movie that Katie probably will not see, and that is The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is based on a little section of the horror classic Dracula. So I'm actually really excited about it, even though it's, you know, another rehash of Dracula. But it's also kind of new because they're focusing on just one part of the story. Even though if you've read the story of Dracula, you probably already know the ending of this movie. 
But yeah, also count me out. That's a hard no. That sounds terrifying. And yeah, I watched no the trailer. I don't do horror movies. Mm-mm. No, thank that, you. That, that's exactly why I said you you probably aren't going to watch it. So, Katie, what would you, or Maddie, or both in unison, whatever, how would you end this episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? I would like to say for the record that Nathan and I split that $30 package where we got the bucket, the cup, and the mask. <laughs> We went halfsies on it, and this morning, I used that bucket to get a mouse out of my bathroom. And if that mouse had been a rat, it could have been Splinter, and it could have been Full Circle. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms, and if there's a movie that you want us to watch... Feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.